Hello, welcome to the tenth episode of Beyond the Present podcast. I'm Daniel Morgan. I'm here joined by Pujix live from Canada. Hey there, Pujix, my man. How's it going? Hey, man. How's it going? Life is wonderful, and of course, we have a special guest today. Her name is Emmy, and she's now with us. Emmy, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's wonderful to be here with both of you because we wanted to have basically a lady on this show because today's topic, as you guessed it, is feminism. That's right. So let's first of all start off by defining what it means to be a feminist. And of course, let's go uh, deep inside the whole notion of feminism. So first, you, Pujix, how do you define feminism? Look, to me, most important aspect of uh, this this whole idea of feminism is that, you know, uh, if we have basically two sets of like two categories of people in general being female and male and then if we are uh not giving opportunities to half of them it, you can you can break them down to different different categories too but then if we are not giving opportunities to half of them to explore to to basically grow themselves to to uh, go into the workforce and many 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 other stuff there's a problem Right. And the whole idea of feminism starts from basically uh, creating a bias between two types of people. This time, it's be between females and males. Interesting. And Emmy, how do you define feminism? Yeah, so I feel like I feel like he pretty much covered up a lot of it. Um, my my definition, I guess, might be sound a little more textbook now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it. But with feminism, right, you're you're defining what equality is for sexes. You're establishing like the discrepancy between between like you know between those sexes and then trying to achieve it so yeah the main i guess the main um inequality is between male and female but you can even broaden that out to like you know maybe like women of color besides just like white females or even you know trying to include this definition for transgender or other kinds of genders like non-binary as well and seeing how that that kind of fits into it but yeah basically it's just trying to achieve equality you know politically economically personal and in a social sense as well interesting so it's all about the equality of genders and of course i agree with me in this regard however when we think of feminism sometimes we have to think about some other nations where they have perhaps take the whole concept to a an extreme from my perspective and think of for example sweden where uh, based upon my estimation uh women there have more rights i mean i think the highest rights goes to women than it is children than it is dogs and pets i kid you not and of course then it's men so obviously there are a lot of ideas surrounding the concept here so right now we're going to talk about what we think about feminism now that we've defined it let's talk about our own opinion as well as our own perspective towards the matter so Pujik what is your perspective regarding the matter? Do you like feminism? Do you support it? Do you endorse it? Look, in a general sense, yes. As I mentioned uh, a minute ago, if we are not utilizing half of our forces, it's not beneficial to anybody. We want to be able to give opportunity to everybody. But then so you're we are not trying to... No feminism, we cannot uh, make good use of women. That's what you're trying to say. Give or take, not necessarily, okay, but then yes, not as much as not as much as if it were yes. But so the idea is yes. I, in a general sense, I like the idea. I, I support the idea very much, and I do consider myself a feminist. But then, uh, depending on my definition, which I sort of gave, well, but then as you mentioned, is a man? I mean, like, is it possible for a man to be a feminist? Yeah, I, I I'll, I'll always ask that question of myself, and I always doubted that. And then a lot of people came up to me and said that, like, I never defined myself as a feminist. But then a lot and of people came the up to me and in my life who literally has called himself <laughs> a feminist. Yeah, because I I got that title from 
like a lot of females in my life, you were like that. Yeah, definitely you classify. And then it doesn't mean that I want. So my opinion here is that uh, when I classify myself a feminist, it doesn't mean there are two sides and then I'm on the side of female. That's no, right. I'm on the side of uh, fairness. And Fair then right. my point is there are no sides and the, the people are just people. Fantastic. That's, yeah. that's my opinion on how I am feminist. Great perspective. And of course, Emmy, uh, you self uh, identify yourself as a feminist, basically. What does that mean exactly for a woman to be a feminist? And what is your own perspective regarding the matter? Yeah, so I guess, again, too, basing off of what Puya said, too, it's, it's not necessarily like feminism isn't just looking out for female rights. It's looking out for rights of everyone. So, of course, I'm looking out for, like, empowering women and, like, making sure there's, like, e you know, equal, I guess, equal like, ability to be in the workforce and, like, equal opportunities. But that the same goes for male as well. Like, I'm looking out for, you know, there's definitely, you know, more of a movement towards men's liberation, and there is some truth in that as well. You have to kind of take it. What is men's liberation? I'm actually curious about that. So I guess that's kind of like been been a more recent movement that looking at like there are like there is unfairness towards men as well. So like a lot of the a lot of the common like stats and points that get brought up is that there's more men that are homeless, more men like commit suicide, more you know, more men that are in I guess the like the lower paying income come jobs or the jobs that you know people are not wanting to do such as like more dirtier work and so there's that kind of discrepancy as well where it's like well you know if you're calling for women to get more fairness then there should be it, it is again feminism shouldn't just be sided to helping out one it's helping out everyone right it's a it's a humanitarian issue it's a human's right it's right it's human's rights that's what feminism is very good, very good. I like the definition so far. And you yourself are a feminist. You want equality for all. But right now, uh, let me ask you a couple of questions first. Uh, why did you decide to become a feminist? And what are you doing as a result of uh, becoming a feminist? Like, how have you changed your lifestyle? How are you um, differently than non-feminists? Um, I would say it's kind of hard to like, I don't think I just woke up one day, like deciding like, I, this is it. I will be a feminist. It kind of like, you kind of just, I just kind of slid into the role. Like, yes, this kind of, you know, my ideas and the things that I want line up with this kind of movement. Sure. I feel like this is what I am. Um, I feel, and I feel like, you know, more people, if they kind of think about what they're wanting, you know, that's kind of how they find their placement. Um, for me, I think one of the, I guess, you know, there's obviously a lot of issues, um, regarding females like if you like outside of like western culture those are big issues that i feel you know should be brought up and talked about more i guess regarding like within you know my home like within canada one of the big things i like to think about is like kind of breaking down gender gender roles and talking like talking well and trying to trying to bring it out you know make it make it better place for both men and women fantastic great point you mentioned uh, gender roles and all that stuff let's just talk about this for a second uh whether or not we believe in such thing as gender roles do we have those and are they rooted in nature or simply made up by the society so Puchix, do you believe in gender role do you think that we by nature have this thing called the gender role where certain things are supposed to be done by men, certain are supposed to be done by women and uh what is your general perspective uh, regarding gender role is this a right concept I mean, I think gender roles obviously originated from some place where, you know, if you go back way, way back in an evolutionary standpoint, yes, like women were child bearers and child caretakers, where like men were the hunters. And so, you know, probably as, as we became more like advanced and civilized, those things kind of still held root. But now we're in a time where, you know, women, women can go out and work as well. And, you know, because we don't have to have this kind of predatory, like fight to survive. It's more like, you know, get jobs and raise families. Like this is something that both men and women 
can take part in, but there's still this kind of like, like foundation of gender norms, which can hurt both females and males. And so it's kind of breaking that down and kind of liberating us to, you know, define who we are. You know, you can say that with, you know, people are born with temperaments, but you wouldn't define your entire personality off that. You know, it's your experiences, your thoughts and opportunities that allow that to change into who you are. So same thing with gender roles. That shouldn't be, that shouldn't be something that like holds us back, really. Interesting. Good perspective. Pujix, what is your thought on that? Yeah, I couldn't agree with M more on that subject because at the end of the day, like a lot of things has changed and so should the gender roles, of course, because most of the uh, gender roles that we assigned in the past were just perhaps at the time and, uh, and uh, that's a different conversation. I'm not going to have that. But then a lot of it doesn't apply to, to today's, uh, you know, today's economy or, or basically how we are having the job market set up. So a lot of it has to change. But then, uh, I don't necessarily agree with every single one argument out there. I just want to put out, put this out there, but then overall I do agree with changes needing to be made. Interesting. So uh, right now we are talking about uh, the, this new notion of feminism, as we know, it's uh, rather a new concept. So let's talk about the pros and cons as we have in our script here, which uh, we want to just somehow compare the societies in which uh, in the past where there was no such thing as feminism, and uh, ladies uh, tended to play by their gender role, quote-unquote. And now we're going to compare that with more modern societies where feminism basically is almost everywhere. So uh, let's move on to you, Em. Uh, what is your perspective? How do you compare? What do you think are the pros and cons of societies, the modern societies where feminism basically is uh, the it's basically, compared to the societies where uh, this thing, uh, where a thing of the past and this, these things did not exist and women just simply stayed home, raised kids and so on and so forth. How do you compare these two different types of societies in terms of their pros and cons? Sorry, was that for me to start? That's right. Go ahead. Because you're the feminist here and okay. we definitely need your perspective on this one. So, um, okay, if, we, if we're comparing it to, I guess, like, let's say, like, 1950s kind of ask where, you know, stay-at-home housewife taking care of the children, um, sure, that kind of, like, limited limited the things that the female was able to do instead of like, you know, you're supposed to be a housewife, that's that. But then you also think of like, you know, it's always kind of like looking at what did it do to women, but what did it also do to the men in that sense? Like now they're, they're obligated. Like, you know, it's like if they're to have family, then they have to go out and be the main source of income and they have to get the job and they have to support. So you're looking at it that way. Whereas now where it's like, there can be two sources of income in one household, you know, it takes a lot of stress off of the, like, I guess what would be the male in the, in the relationship. I guess in a heterosexual one, but then now, you know, you're still, you're still finding things that if there are children and that there's still more of the childcare and the home, like home care is still placed and like still expected to be on, on the female in the relationship. So there's still things that are like, you know, it's shifting, like we're getting there, like both, you know, both can still go out and go into the workforce, but then it's still most of the homework is still you know, expected to be done by the female. So kind of like, you know, making sure that those responsibilities are shared or that, you know, you know, men can cook and clean too. You know, I'm a terrible cook, but <laughs> you know, it's like, you so not you not gonna happen. All right. <laughs> That's right. So this matter and the discrepancy does exist and uh, the societies are changing. So do families. Pujix, uh, what is your take on that? How do you compare these two different approaches towards uh, uh, having a family, for example, and uh, feminism or not? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, as a, as a general idea, uh, I think it's it, uh, all M put out there it makes a lot of sense because like it, it puts a lot of uh, less pressure on one person being that male or female. I mean, we're mainly talking about heterosexual relationships because mainly in the past they didn't exist or at least not openly existed. Okay. So, um, uh, so, so yeah, we're mainly talking about that, of course. But then, uh, like when it comes to, you know, housework or homework, uh, I'm, Look, at the end of the day, a lot of uh, women and female, even to date, like to those do those things because they have a particular way of doing it, that they have an idea of doing it, and I'm completely fine with that as long as they are. And if, like, say, let, let's say I have a girlfriend or or a wife or something, and then she comes to me and be like, I don't want to cook. I'm like, oh, perfectly fine. And I, if I feel like cooking, I will. But then if I, if I don't, this is the same situation. This is about looking at people as people, but not as a gender. That's my perspective on it. Interesting. So I, I know for a fact that you cannot cook damn things. So I'm pretty sure you love the idea of... Your oh, family. hell no. I... That's pretty good to hear overall. I like it. So uh, right now, let us challenge the notion of feminism a little bit because, uh, quite frankly, uh, earlier M mentioned about this evolutionary roles and whatnot because part of what we do here is to talk about the notions of success and happiness and want to understand how people could live lives where they feel quite fulfilled and satisfied. So right now, Emmy, you mentioned about, uh, let's say, uh, the whole evolutionary roles should not somehow limit our uh, lifestyle and whatnot. But let's now talk about fulfillment. Do you think a lifestyle for a woman, of course, who is a feminist, do you think that type of feministic lifestyle will bring about fulfillment for that woman in terms of her emotions and satisfaction, or do you think it ultimately benefits the society more? Because now, let's be honest, because uh, we there is an economic aspect to it, because now uh, that we have both yeah. men and women working, this means double the GDP, of course. This means double the production, as well as uh, many other mm -hmm. factors. So maybe societies wanted to somehow, again, I'm challenged this notion uh, as it, from a hypothetical point of view. So uh, what if all of this, this whole feministic movement was just a creation, a social creation in order to promote uh, economic production? What if it's, it has nothing to do with the, you know, the, the contentment and the satisfaction of ladies out there? What is your take on that? What do you think about uh, this element? Well, I mean, I think especially when you're looking at it from like the economic standpoint, like this is, I think, more more of an influence say in like western because we you know we do see like i guess more progression in terms of the feminist movement so yeah looking at it that way like yes more people in the workforce like it better better for the economy but in that sense like you know you can take it you can take it as that way as like a kind of i guess cynical cynical point of view but looking at it from i think every human in some point wants to contribute and wants like in some way like you know want to have some fulfillment and for some women that can be that it can be like raising a family, but I think having that as being the only option when for some people, just as like, you know, some people are better, better firefighters than, you know, salesmen there, you know, some women maybe aren't cut out for, for family life. And, you know, being that giving like the only option is can be, can cause much more distress and cause, you know, feeling that you're failing at the one thing that you're supposed to, you know, I say that like you know, intense that you're supposed to do that. It can, I think that would be causing more distress and kind of feeling entrapped. So giving the opportunity to choose, you know, whether to contribute, you know, to the workforce or not, I think having that option is much better than, 
than to not. I mean, I think comparing this to how it is in the Middle East right now, which, you know, that I'm able to have this discussion with you on a podcast is something that not many other women are able to have, you know, without repercussions. In the Middle East, there's still a lot, you know, of women who are living kind of oppressed, you know, being taught in school that your only option is to be to be a housewife and to be a wife and be not that's their that's their education right that's that right. that's their own education. and so you're looking you're, and you know even even last year how for the UN you know the women's rights committee they 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 added Saudi Arabia that's like adding an arsonist <laughs> to the to the fire safety committee <laughs> so true think about it i think but now i heard like uh, in the saudi, in saudi arabia they can actually drive i heard for the first time it's been about a year where ladies actually can drive pretty amazing stuff but before that these ladies could not even drive man can can you believe that so ultimately you're right and you mentioned something very nice you said it's all about having options so feminism gives the ladies the option. You can still be a housewife if you so desire, but if you simply cannot see yourself in that category, of course, you can actually uh, you know contribute to the workforce. Great and, design. I mean, it gives, it, gives men, it gives men the option, too, to be a stay-at-home dad, you know? That's that's something, you know, we don't even hear about things like, you know, we're starting to hear about paternity leave, you know, letting wow. the men, letting the Exactly. Time off work to, you know, take time to raise the family, too. That's right. Great point. It's so good. Uh, Pujix, what do you think about this? Yeah, building on that, I mean, uh, that's that's all good. That that's the point. It's supposed to give uh, men and women the option. But then, on the other hand, sometimes I feel like this is my personal problem. I think th this is where I ring the alarm, and that is sometimes I think uh, it basically takes that option of being and uh, being a stay-at-home person, uh, especially amongst the, the female peers, uh, because there's some sort of stigma against it now, because you are a feminist, you're not supposed to, as uh, this, this notion comes sometimes comes up, which is, I think, beyond dangerous, and th this is where I come to sound the alarm. I'm trying to say, basically, we should be aware of these, these notions that may arise and don't be fanatics about it right. but at the same time yes absolutely that option should exist it shouldn't be and taking options it should be giving options yeah fantastic yeah i think there's, there's always those kind of i guess like the when you get into the more radical spectrums of, of any kind of political movement or group where there's like you know it's like very pushing you know every kind of like feminist agenda but at the same time it kind of is also taking away what you're fighting for which is giving women the choice right so when you're pushing yeah. those kind of things it's like kind of doing the opposite of what the original movement is intended to do absolutely that's, good. that's, that's my a great point, point. you know i agree with you guys uh, when, when it comes to giving people freedom that's i think the real thing here because oftentimes when you think about this whole uh, notion of feminism from a stereotypical point of view you assume like this lady who thinks of herself to be superior to man and just does just wants to spend all of her time at work and that kind of stuff however when you look deep inside of the con concept you realize it's simply giving choice and freedom to both genders to be able to do whatever they want with their lives and quite frankly i am for it i think this is a great concept it does lead to a lot of development down the line and every society can benefit from it basically however right now let's just talk about how we can actually create that sense of choice and freedom and what are certain things that are associated with feminism think about for example right now as you know the, the current president of the united states donald trump is anti-abortion and of course he's anti a lot of things but this is in particular would, uh, would prefer not to give the ladies the option for uh, abortion and what do you think about this factor like uh, how much freedom should be given to a woman 
regarding basically her reproductive rights as well as her stance in the society as well as in marriage. Oh, I feel like yeah, this is this is definitely um, a big point, I guess, for feminism in terms of like choice. So a choice, a choice to what a woman can do with her body. Um, you know, there's just so so many issues, I guess, regarding abortion, and I feel you know, reg- regardless of what your definition is definition of when life begins, like whether at conception or, or birth, you, you know, think looking past this, um, it is a woman's body, you know, she, you know, she's kind of, you know, put in a position where whether to carry a child or not for nine months and not being able, you know, if she's not maybe in the right situation for where she can probably care for a child or, you know, if there's, you know, very, very, I guess, um, Un- unfavorable conditions and once this pregnancy happened like I feel like the access to abortion is a must and I've, it's frustrating that it's still something that is kind of brought into debate and you know where we think of all these other situations where if someone needs an organ transplant you know it's no problem or you know with with cadavers you know their body they have to give their rights of what organs can be used for research or what can be donated to whom but then when it comes to a woman and her body then that's kind of like thrown out the door like she has to you know she has to be stuck with it, her decisions and has to like give this you know i guess from more of like the pro life standpoint of them their kind of argumentation but it's, she has less you know a woman has less rights to her body than a dead person in some of these situations interesting so I- I agree with you in that regard. Pujix, what do you think about this one, uh, the whole pro-life movement that tends to argument, uh, argue against uh, giving women the right to abort their children or their infants and whatnot? What is your perspective about this? Should women be given uh, the choice from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, yes, that, that would be sim- the simple answer. And I completely agree that this is the woman's choice. But then to basically play the devil's advocate, I, I try to, you know, uh, bring one argument here that a lot of these pro-life uh, arguments are saying at least at least saying that this is not us being against women having the choice but rather being standing for the choice of the living thing that exists and it doesn't have a voice which i don't particularly like i don't stand for that i still stand i'm a pro pro uh, abortion I, I i support abortion completely but i'm tra- trying to raise that uh, perspective as well because there's nobody to stand for it Interesting. so Donald so, trump believes that abortion equals murder is that what you also agree? Do you agree with this guy in this regard, or you don't? No, I, I simply don't. And I understand the arguments, but then, no. I think there, there are, at the end of the day, I think there are much more things to discuss that than just bringing, bringing it down to the idea of whether it's a murder or not. So we cannot really uh, solve this issue by just saying whether this is a murder or not. I think there are so many, 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 many variables, even in the simplest case, that we cannot just ignore. Interesting. I mean, uh, what do you think? Is abortion murder or not? I'm, well, you know, I guess people people can say like people can argue against, but I'm I'm totally against abortion being murdered. Like looking at you know, looking at a pile of cells. Like when do you when do you consider you know life to begin? I would say you know a fetus or even like even a, like a handful of cells of a neonate. It's not it's not really a life yet. You know, there's organs haven't formed, and if the abortion is terminated early, it's not. It's, I, you know, I guess this is where it comes more to the religious point, right? That at conception, there's a soul. So, or that's where I hear like the more common thing of that 
that's why it would be murder. But again, it's probably because I don't follow the same religious views that this is something I don't agree with. So I feel like that's where I would say it's not murder. But when you're looking at it, that you're putting not just like the one, the life of this child, you have to think about the life of the mother. And then once she's, once the child's born, it's like, what life are they going to have? Like, is it really fair, you know, to, to bring them both into, you know, into a life where they can't, you know, support themselves or she can't raise it fully. And she's kind of like left, left about, you know, without the proper resources to care for it. Is that really doing, doing this, you know, potential life? Are you really doing it good on that by bringing it into a world where it can't be properly raised? And you, you see, you even see right now with like, again, at the, at the border with all these families being separated, is this, you know, is this kind of what, what the pro-life group is wanting? Is this what they're like, when they think, when they think of, you know, abolishing abortion, like, do they, do they think of these kind of repercussions or are they kind of, is it more, is it more of a selfish kind of goal and what they feel is right and not thinking, you know, again, I feel like most of the pro-life, they're not thinking about their, like, other people and how it affects them. They're thinking about how it makes them feel and you know what they don't like it. So no one else can have this. Interesting. You're right in that regard. And the last issue I want to cover when it comes to feminism, there's a lack of time, of course, is regarding women in positions of power. Now, if you remember, or the U.S. election wasn't long ago, and uh, Hillary Clinton just received a lot of criticism. Uh, many people trying to question her ability to become the, pre the first female president of the United States, and even the fact that the fact of the matter is that right now uh, in Germany, the chancellor is, is uh, basically a lady, the prime minister of England, also all of these things. So we are seeing women actually moving up the food chain, and they're actually becoming uh, and occupying a lot of leadership positions around the world. So the last one is about this. What do you think about women in positions of power, and how will they do things differently than, of course, traditional male-dominated uh, leadership? So, Pujix, what do you think about women in positions of power? How do you think they uh, or their style of leadership might differ from the rest? Uh, well, it's a, it's a very good question. I, I don't think necessarily it's a massive difference in a sense that we're going to be like, okay, females are better or worse or whatever. But then there's going to be always the arguments of putting these females uh, in positions of power under extreme microscopic views. And then their, their, uh, you know, their competition, which are, say, mostly male, but you see some females even attacking the fem the, the fem their female colleagues because they're female. It's very interesting, but that mainly their competition being males who are trying to undermine them by using, you're playing that feminine card, which unfortunately sometimes plays uh, very nicely because a lot of people buy into that. Unfortunately, so 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 yeah, it, it it has a lot of issues associated with it. I don't think it's necessarily super different in terms of how they lead. That we can say definitely female like leaders are necessarily better or, or worse. Uh, I don't think that's the major issue. I think it all comes down to their personality individual personality not gender personality although that might uh, differ a little bit here and there but uh, not a massive difference but then uh, uh, there is this unfortunate scene that we keep seeing that a lot of these females go under microscope for for no reason than just their gender which is unfortunate it's so true and what do you think about women in positions of power yeah no um basi basically i at least how i feel that it does, it shouldn't really come down to like women in power. It's really all about just like people in power. I feel like whenever, you know, there's looking at, Oh, like how will women who are in charge lead differently? I think again, this kind of, it always kind of leads back in my, in my, I guess, 
you know, beliefs is that it all comes down to gender roles, like how we're raised as, you know, boys or girls can impact like how we are as, as characteristics. So they, you know, they tend to say that women are more agreeable. This, this, this isn't like necessarily like a trait, like, you know, ingrained genetically. This is more like how women are raised. So that's why they're said not to be as good leaders. But I feel that when women, you know, become into these positions of power, it's just more that they didn't follow those gender, gender roles to a T or kind of broke off them and were kind of regarded like they're, they're kind of abnormal. You look at like, yeah, you look at like Margaret Thatcher way back when, you know, that I think I, I like the, the saying that they said, you know, she was the one that shattered the glass ceiling, but then, she also kind of pulled the ladder up behind her. So looking at, she was kind of like, she wasn't looking at it. Like I'm not like for feminists. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to empower women. I'm just trying to be in charge, which, you know, that's, I think what, it, you know, it's there's something I feel, feel like we should be working towards and not looking at how men and women do things differently. It's because that's how we're like, that's how we're teaching like women and children to act or like women and men to act differently. But I feel like as, as we kind of break down these gender roles, there's really going to be like no, no real differences because it won't be based on, you know, ingrained, I guess, kind of expectations of gender. It'll just kind of be how people are. And so people who are leaders will be leaders, you know, regardless of gender. Yeah, that's right. Very well. So, M, uh, finally, I just want to ask, because you yourself are a feminist, just wanted to summarize the whole point here after all that we talked so far. Uh, I just want to know, like, very simply, what does a feminist want from her life? I mean, like, you are a feminist. What are your desires, your ambitions? What do you tend to uh, want to have in your life? What are the things you tend to strive towards? What do you want? What, what do feminists want? What is your lifestyle? What are you going for? Well, I guess, I guess a lot of my, like, a lot of things I want kind of line up with some of the main, I guess, things in the feminist movement. So looking at, you know, at kind of like giving, giving more access for birth control, um, abortion, like more, more acceptance of that, making it more accessible for not just myself, if I, if I were to need it, but for, for women everywhere. And also, I guess, taking into like future, like, you know, having, there's a big thing, I guess, with, females right now is like who are going into careers and wanting to be more competitive. It's like not having to, to feel selfish for putting off starting a family, whereas putting, you know, looking at focusing it onto your career. That's something I'm looking into go to, you know, I'm going to school for another four years and I'm going, you know, I'm going to be going into a very competitive one where I'm going to, you know, I don't want to take the time off to have children. So looking at, you know, having more, more acceptance of that and not just for myself, but for women everywhere. And I guess just more equality in the workforce. So not just having more women in positions, but also having more men, like you look at like education. So elementary school, there's mostly teachers or nurses, you know, mostly female, you know, just having a more, more balance in, in every kind of work force of both kind of genders or even like you know i guess more you know more variety and dissolving gender roles i guess would be my biggest thing is you know trying to get rid of those stereotypes that girls can only do this or boys can only do that just kind of making it more general that you can do whatever you want i like it so uh, Pujix, you're also a feminist the first male feminist i've ever encountered <laughs> so what is your perspective the last, though. <laughs> that's right so what do you think uh what would you want for the ladies 
Right. Again, this um, this is the point, like more mostly directed towards, as you mentioned, the ladies, because it is more them being deprived. But then my perspective is that maybe the the word is actually wrong. Maybe feminism is not a right word for it. But then my point is, as M mentioned, basically people being able to be whoever they want. It, it, as a matter of fact, I'm what I want actually doesn't really uh, does play out with with the, the stereotype of my gender. So I have no problems there. But then a lot of people do want to do a lot of things that um, that is very stereotypical against their gender, whether them being female or male. Uh, and uh, and I want to be, my point of view is that it, it, doesn't have, it doesn't have major effects maybe directly in my day-to-day, second-to-second life, but then it does in a general sense of, for example, you brought up the idea of uh, the economic system being much more productive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yes, as a as a matter of fact, I do, and I I do know a lot of my good friends, and being one of them, being female, that I want them to be able to to make their own decisions, to, to basically do things that they want to do, regardless of their uh, the the stereotyped uh, based on their gender or anything else for that matter, not just gender, anything really. So I don't want ster- they, these stereotypes dictate people what they can do or they can't do. Rather, they be able to um, do whatever the heck they want. So that's that's my whole so view on here. Ultimately, it's all about freedom. If you take a look at like where Trump is headed right now, you can imagine that ultimately. The people, administrations, or governments who tend to empower women simultaneously offer more freedom and choice to all, not just to women, but to all people. And that's exactly Absolutely. why I think feminism isn't really feminism. It's more like uh, equality and uh, basically uh, social fairness. So I do agree with this regarding this wonderful. Now, unfortunately, we're out of time here, so let's try to wrap up the show. So um, after all that we talked today regarding feminism, what is now your final comment? Um, yeah, I guess, I guess I feel like, especially, you know, even just some of the, the things, how you comment is that I think everyone's kind of focused on feminism and being on the female and how to help them and like how it's unfair to them. But it's, it really is, it's for, it's, it's an inclusion of everyone, right? It's to empower everyone to make everybody equal. So not to make women more, you know, I mean, make them, give them more opportunities, but give them the same opportunities. And this goes for men as well. Like it's for, it's for people, right? Again, like I was trying trying to say earlier it's it's a human's right movement it's a humanitarian one it's for it's to help the human race it's not just to help one gender or put down another gender great point and Pujix, what's your final comment yeah, I mean, do whatever the heck you want. That's, that's the whole point. And then wow. that's 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 how you basically move these movements. Be the examples. Be the odd ones out, and then people will follow who who actually are inspired by you. So start off. So I mean, I I know a lot of people already done it, but then you can be that very next odd person. Great point, guys. I love this show, and now I think all our listeners have a much deeper understanding of what it means to be a feminist, even if you are a man. Next for you, Pujix, pretty good one. And overall, <laughs> it's wonderful to have this. And Emmy, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate you being here, and hopefully, we're going to have you in the future as well, because uh, we could really, uh, you know, use your opinion in this regard at being a lady and a feminist. All that stuff can help a lot. So overall, that's all the time we have for. If you have any comments, please leave that on our website. And of course, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. This is Daniel Morgan, and this was Beyond the Present podcast. Thank you.